Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and today it's me. It's just me. Um, well, it's actually me in the past. Spooky. Just kidding. We are totally into Christmas vibes over here. Um, it's not a spooky episode, but it is me from the free webinar that I gave last June. Um, about seeing more kids in practice. So it was actually jam-packed. It's funny because sometimes I will make content for like you guys and I'll be like, damn, that was good. I should have my team um, hear that also. So just in case you're wondering if like this genius that shows up for you shows up every week in clinic. Of course, of course, absolutely. But sometimes you get extra genius and then I'm like, I should tell them to go listen to it. So it was a good one. You're going to like it. But I have an ethics question for you. Okay. So we're currently hiring for, well, an associate. So if you want a job, call me. But that's not what I was talking about. We're hiring for a like patient accounts coordinator. Okay. Like I need this person to come in, kick some ass, organize some shit, be awesome. Well, I have had a couple different businesses in town that I have gotten a couple employees of theirs uh, applying to this job. So I feel like it's one thing if you're like, oh, wow, sucks for Smith Eye Care that they're like lead accounts person is applying for my job, I bet you that Dr. Smith, the optician, optrician, optimician, optimatician, I don't know, uh, has no idea that he or her life could totally change in a matter of weeks if that person gets a job. And yeah, Um, so it's one thing. If it's just like, ugh, sucks for you. It's another when you get a second application from a completely different person at the same business. So then there's like this part of me that wants to send like an anonymous uh, letter. Maybe I would like get some scissors and a glue stick and cut out some letters from a magazine. Um, And I'm just trying to think of like what it would say. I'm not interviewing them. They didn't have the qualifications I needed um, or wanted, but like, 
like uh, watch your employees, they're applying for jobs. Get your life together, be a better boss. Maybe that's what I would say. Or like, you should monitor your, well, I guess there's no way of knowing that they're applying on work computers. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so ultimately, I think we all know that like, nope, you just keep your mouth shut and you don't say shit and it's just their their circus their circus that they have to deal with and we just all have to continue to be the best employer that we can be so we're not in that shitty situation um oh also along the lines of uh kirby telling me no you're not going to say that you're just gonna shut up and less is more um I don't, have you guys ever heard the story about kirby being my Mexican attorney, I'm not going to tell it now because it is like a 20 minute hilarious story about when we took our team to Mexico and us almost getting kicked out of the resort. Anyways, Kirby pretended to be an attorney in Mexico. So we refer to him sometimes as our Mexican attorney. Um, he's not Mexican, but he was pretended he played an attorney in Mexico. Anyways, uh, what was I saying? Oh, so we got an applicant and she's great. She actually just started as a patient and she's got great energy. And her current job is like, yeah, like I, I think you could qualify. But then her previous job was only six months before that. And then her previous job was only six months before that and six months before that and six months before that. I'm not joking. She has had five jobs in the last two years. She's only been at this current one for six weeks and she's applying to this job. So on paper, well, on her current job and her personality, she's awesome. And she's a patient, like, right? I love hiring patients. And so, um, and she's been like pursuing like, hey, did you get my resume? And like, I'm very interested in this job. And I asked Kirby, I said like, can I tell her, when we tell her like we're pursuing other people, can we like let her know that it's because she's, jumped jobs. Kirby said, no, we cannot. And that when you are telling someone why you're not hiring them, you don't say shit. Um, and you just look at, look at all this legal advice you guys are getting. And you, it just in the intro, we're five minutes in. And I think I've dropped two pieces of great legal advice for you. This is where my Mexican attorney says, do not take any of the advice ever given to you out of my mouth on She Slays the Day podcast as legal advice at all. Um, Here's a third bonus piece of non-legal legal advice is uh, in Mexico, when drunk and being asked to sign something that might evict you from the premises, don't sign shit. Don't sign anything while drunk in Mexico. There you go. Three. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, I didn't tell her, I didn't tell the businesses. I'm really holding on to all these secrets over here and just wanting to help people. I have another update though, that you may find interesting. A couple episodes ago, I read a review from, uh, Apple Podcasts that was from the user Game Bane. Um, and I said she had a cool SNL name. So we got an update on things. She said, okay, so first of all, I don't think she cares. Uh, so her name is Amy Goulet, right? Awesome. Awesome name. Uh, Gen Z, if you don't know, 
why Amy Goulet is like an SNL-like. I don't think that's actually the name that Will Ferrell says, um, but it is, yes, wonderful. Uh, she wanted to let us know that she had no idea what her Apple podcast name, and she think her son hijacked her account because he's 19 and loves video games. Um, so she just wanted to let us know that she doesn't know anything about it. Game Bane is just some random thing that... So are you guys out there just not knowing what your Apple... Like just writing comments and leaving reviews and you don't know? Because that's like the third person I've had where I've said their Apple name and they're like, I think I made that up in high school. I don't know. I have no idea where that came from. <sighs> All right. Well, let's see. More announcements. Uh, hey, if you are a pediatric chiropractor... Hmm. Uh, you should at least, bare minimum, be following the pediatric experience on Instagram. So even if you're not a member of the pediatric experience with Tony Ebel, they are doing, they do so much education to pediatric chiros, and they have so many awesome opportunities that you could get involved in. So they, like four times a year, twice down at Life, and then twice in Crystal Lake, they do their weekend trainings. We're going to be going to the one in March. I haven't bought my ticket yet, but I do need to hurry because I believe uh, for the next six days it's $500 off. But that's not relevant to you because you're in the future and I'm in the past and the six days from now. So anyways, if you listen on day one, it might still be on sale. But I need to buy those because we're our team's going in March. Um, they have their annual planning summit that they do in December for their members to help gear you up to throw an awesome annual meeting for your employees. Um, they've got, they just released like a startup challenge. They've got a CA course. I mean, my God, the man I don't think sleeps, but they are, that's a great organization that is constantly pumping out awesome materials for pediatric Cairo. So bare minimum, go, go follow them so you can be in, in the know. Um, okay. Today's episode. So like I said, this was a free webinar that I did in June for um, everybody at all different levels of the She Slays the Day Patreon. Now, um, it's good. You're going to like it and you're welcome. You didn't have to sign up for the free webinar to get the information. You get it right now. Uh, but if you are curious what I'm talking about for the She Slays the Day membership, there are three different levels that you can support me. I'm doing that like cute thing where you put your hands under your chin um, and bat your eyelashes there. Uh, $3.99 level is just like saying, hey, I think you're great. And you donate your time for this shit. And I will give you $4 a month. Thank you. Um, you also get access to the first 50 episodes we recorded when you do that. Uh, next level, $12.99. So those people get a marketing inspiration every month. So this is like between 15 to 20 minutes and we dive into social media, search engine optimization. Uh, last month I talked about ways to retain your prenatal patients past their due date um, and birth. Um, dropped a lot of just really great stuff. And what's nice about those is because it is about marketing, retention, activation, new patients, um, is if you're too busy to add more content into your life, you can have your CAs listen to that and actually have them come get inspired. So that's the $12.99 level uh, with that. Also at that level, you get access into the Facebook group where you get to get bonus content when I interview a guest. So I say goodbye to you guys 
And then anytime I have a guest, they stay on and I ask them questions, usually about what they're reading, biggest life lessons. I also like to ask if they believe in ghosts or have any ghost stories. There's some fun things we've gotten in the past from people, um, but that's there. And then there is the $24.99 level that is for people who maybe want to work with me a little more, but aren't necessarily ready to like join the program like the multi-passionate chiropreneur. That's a much more intense, uh, high ticket way to work with me. That's starting in February, but you're like, oh, I'm not there yet. I'm kind of in the first few years of practice and still working on some of those like day one, day two systems procedures, that $24.99 level is for you. So check it out. I don't know if it's your GM, great. If not, don't worry, I'll still love you and I'll still show up every Sunday for you. All right, let's pray and learn something. Dear God, we are all so, so busy and we are like just trying to stay above water and the energy shifts that have been happening in the last month. So many chiropractors that I talk to are losing employees are losing, they're seeing more patients fall off. They're seeing patients going through devastating things, deaths, divorces. Like it is, it is a heavy time to be caring for people's nervous systems. It is a heavy time to be uh, in healthcare in a role that shows up for people with empathy and love and not a prescription pad and like it's it's heavy and so help remind every single one of my listeners today that they are doing good good work no matter how much you think you suck you don't suck you're a part of a plan and you're doing your best and you might just be in a time where if you don't feel like you're being overly productive and you are disappointing yourself shut that little critic up in your head you are a part of a big picture. You are holding ground for someone today. And sometimes when you hold ground for someone else, it may not mean like you are making any ground. And so just take a breath. I love you. We're doing this together. God loves you. You are a part of a bigger picture. And thank you for taking on the profession of chiropractor and and being there for people in a unique unique way. And if you're not a chiropractor, I'm sure you're doing something great in life too. I love you too. Uh, in your name we pray, amen. Okay, peeps, here is me in the past teaching you today. Enjoy. Okay, so the average chiropractor has about 1% of their clinic that is pediatric. Now, I would guess that 90 plus percent of chiropractors will say that they see children, right? Maybe like for sure, 90 plus percent. Um, and this is because they want to see as many people as possible. So they're like, oh yeah, I see kids. I see this. But the reality is, is they don't see a lot of kids. Now, why? Why is the normal 1%? So there's a couple different reasons. One is from a lack of certainty on the chiropractor standpoint. So I have, um, you know, I live in a town of 9,000 and we have 12 other chiropractors in our town and we're the only ones that are 
really loud about pediatrics. We're also the only ones who've done additional training, but 10 out of the other 11 or 11 out of the 12, whatever, say we they see kids. But their percentage just stays low because they don't really know, you know, they need the kid. Over the years, we've gotten uh, patients who've been going to another chiropractor once a month for years, but the kid only got adjusted a couple times a year because the parent or the chiropractor needed the kid to get on the table. And if the kid didn't feel like getting on the table, the kid didn't get adjusted. You know, there was a lack of certainty on the chiropractor's standpoint. They lack of certainty with adjusting and a lack of certainty with communicating. And this is a little bit of a controversial statement. I'm going to say there is a lack of certainty that kids need it. That's a big statement, okay? I would say a majority of chiropractors when polled are gonna say, yes, I think that kids should get adjusted. But in their heart of hearts, if you go, how often does your kid get adjusted? I doubt that that certainty is there as much. Um, they just don't have a ton of experience until you start adjusting a higher percentage of kids. So that's what starts to happen, right? You start seeing more kids and then you start to feel more certain in your adjusting. You start seeing more kids and then you start to see miracles and you're like, holy shit, this works. Like, wow. But most chiropractors don't get past that initial hurdle of feeling really uncomfortable adjusting. So they don't see a lot. So they don't see a lot of the results that other pediatric chiropractors do. So if you're a student or you're just getting started, what I can tell you is you, the phrase fake it till you make it, it's been reworded and like said a bunch of different times, but I can tell you lean on the pediatric chiropractors that you look to that have been doing this for a long time. I can assure you that chiropractic freaking works. You can trust in it. And I can also assure you that you'll get more confident with your adjusting. You are doing so much more than you even realize in the beginning. You are have trained hands trust your hands and just keep pushing forward. So what makes a pediatric office? You know, should you have pediatric posters? Sure. Should you have lots of toys and gummies and stickers? Absolutely. Should you have social media with reels and TikToks and content where you're educating? For sure. Is that good enough though? My answer would be no. It's not good enough. Now, social media is going to be the closest thing, but like if you think that by simply having posters up and toys, honestly, even children being adjusted in your office, if you think that that is enough to get to where you want to be in your pediatric practice, Harsh reality, you're stopping short in your comfort zone. And what needs to happen is, is you have to talk about it. You cannot just rely on the passive things that allow you to sit in a place of not being rejected. This is what a lot of chiropractors do. If they just put a poster up that says, this is how chiropractic helps with you know, drainage of mucus and preventing ear infections then they don't have to actually 
deal with rejection for when they talk to a parent about, would you like help with your child's ear infections? You know, if we just have toys out, then it communicates kids come here instead of having to talk about like, do you know why kids come to this clinic? Have you seen kids being adjusted? Social media, it's a lot easier if we just talk to the masses and just delete and block the trolls instead of having to actually have this one-on-one -on -one conversation in real life. So is all of these things good? Absolutely, yes, have them highly encouraged. Is it good enough? No, it's not. So this is, um, this is a really important thing that I want to talk about. And I talk, when I talk on stage, when I talk on the podcast, if you have not heard me talk very often, which most of you absolutely have, I believe that we shame ourselves so much. We are really heavily into thinking that our gurus never go wrong and that we are just messed up and broken. So this is something that happened like last week in our clinic. I was giving a, uh, a review of findings to a patient who was graduating from active care to wellness, meaning in our clinic, they were coming, going from three times a week where we were you know, really working on correction and now they're graduating into weekly wellness care. And as we were going through their scan, uh, you know, they've been under care for three months. And I don't even remember what I said, uh, but I said something and the patient lit up and goes, wait, this can help with constipation. And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh my gosh, I have, uh, my kid deals with constipation. Could you help that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I can. I mean, we have to look at a scan, but like probably. And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, this patient went through our paperwork where we ask about digestion. We went through a day one where we talk about digestion and the merit chart. We went through a day two. We went through table talk. They've seen kids being adjusted and 36 adjustments in, they're acting like their mind is blown that chiropractic can help with constipation. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So you need to know that you need to give yourself some grace. There is endless amount of communication that can happen. And we're gonna go through today. And I hope that it gives you a little more courage to approach conversations with people in your clinic and people outside of your clinic. I hope that if you get, 5% more courageous from today, that is going to pay off for the rest of your life, okay? But if you think that after today, you will have exactly what it takes to approach pediatric chiropractic and enter the conversation with every single person, and at the end of that conversation, convert 100% of people, and you will not have to deal with rejection, I am here to tell you, you are expecting too much of yourself. There is so much that is out of our control. With patients, we don't know what's going on in their life. I tell a story um, frequently from stages and things like that, where I talk about Fred Barge. My mom was best friends with his child. 
and they like were like got into all sorts of trouble and Fred Barge didn't even convert my mom into chiropractic okay so like we we think that being an ideal chiropractor we look at our gurus and we think if I could just learn to communicate the way they do, I will never have to deal with rejection. But the fact of the matter is, is that our patients and the community is in their own life. And our job is to do the best we can and not take this personal. So much of today is simple. It really is simple, but the fear of getting rejected is what often keeps us from doing the simple steps. So we know what fight or flight is. We know that freeze comes after that. Now, after freeze comes fawn. That's a whole thing. It's not really relevant with today, but super cool. If you're in to like vagal tone and neurology, I highly recommend leaning into Monique Andrews and the prana like foundation and what they're talking about with like so great so great just keep on learning um but anyways not relevant for right now we don't need to talk about fun so fight or flight and freeze here is what happens to a lot of chiropractors we're talking to our patient we're adjusting them how was your weekend oh it was great um we went camping and oh my gosh, we went tubing and like, oh wow, tubing, like kids are young, right? Oh yeah, oh, it was hilarious. My five-year-old flew off the tube and I was like, oh, if I would have done, right? Like whatever, fill in like, oh yeah, how come you're in here today, Beth? Like, don't you work? Oh yeah, I'm home today working from home because so-and-so is sick with a ear infection again or like fill in, but we have these moments that happen. And we're just like, oh, this is my moment. This is when I'm supposed to like pour in and tell them like, oh, here's what you should do. And we just freeze. Right. And so one of the things like, because we're like, okay, here's my moment. I am going to educate them and I'm going to get that patient on and I'm going to start seeing that kid forever. And I'm going to change it. Just if you simply learn in that moment of like, here's my opportunity to ask questions. Okay, instead of going into education mode, go into question mode. There is a time if later that you can educate even more so on how an adjustment is helping an ear infection or how the, you know, how this trauma impacts a kid. Right now, one of the easiest things you can do while you're a little frozen in time is start asking questions. So the next three slides are some very simple questions that I want you to memorize. Now, scripts get a bad name, right? I think you'll learn that these are not scripts, what I'm telling you. You know, take a, take a screenshot with your phone, write it down, get paper and pen, get ready. But like what happens is, is you get frozen and you don't know what to say. So you just go, ha ha ha. Are they complaining of any back pain after they fell off the tube? And what's the parents say? Of course they say no. Like. No, they're fine. And you're like, okay. And you just freeze, right? And so having questions memorized that you can go like, okay, in this moment, here's what I'll do. And these are three simple ones. I encourage you to sit down and brainstorm and come up with two or three more, like have five, six questions simply in your head that get you not frozen and get the conversation going with the parent.
Have you ever thought about getting them checked? Okay, this is simple. This is so absolutely simple. Now, you're gonna get one or two responses here. Yes and no, <laughs> right? Like, this is like, oh, have you ever thought about getting them checked? Like, you can do that in this, like, most casual, like a lot of chiropractors are so worried about being salesy, but you're just asking. Now, yeah, I have. Another question, what's gotten in your way? Why, why haven't you yet? Or, oh, well, here's another question to them saying yes. Interesting, what are you most curious about? Let the parent talk. Let the parent tell you why they've thought about getting their kid checked. They are going to tell you all the information. Well, not because, you know, it may not have anything to do with them flying off the tube, the kid flying off the tube, you know, like, oh, flying off the tube. Holy moly. I can only imagine. Have you ever thought about having them checked? Yeah, I have. Oh, okay. It, how come? What, what are you most curious about having them checked? Well, I mean, yeah, I know they fall a lot, but when they were a child, blah, blah, blah happened. Okay. Now, one of the questions that we will get to in how you create that urgency, um, but we'll get there because then what happens, I had somebody write in going like, they say yes, and then they don't do anything about it. Okay. So we'll answer that. But the other thing is, no, I haven't. No, I've never. Now, most of the time they're going to go like, no, I haven't. And that leads me into another question, which is, have you ever wondered why all these kids get adjusted in our clinic? Okay, this is, so this is an, the second one to memorize. Now you don't need to ask the first one to ask the second one, okay? But I will say this one follows a no really easily. Oh, you haven't thought about it. Another question. Have you ever wondered why we see all these kids? Now we have open adjusting, okay? It's the bomb. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, I have three different, I have three clinics. I have one that's got like T-bars, basically one that's closed adjusting one that's open. Don't ask me. It's a tiny story for another day as to how we got three different things. But if I was every clinic that I open from here on out will be open adjusting because people can't see, can't help, but see all the kids that we get adjusted. So have you ever wondered why now again, you're going to either get a yeah, I have. Or no, not really. I didn't even notice. Like this happens. Like again, people have blinders on and it's why it's not enough to not talk to them about getting kids under care because I've literally had patients. I mean, this happens probably once a month where patients in an open adjusting, we have been seeing kids all around them in the lunch, like after school. And they're just like, huh, you see kids here? And I'm like, oh my gosh, where have you been? Where have you literally been that you didn't know we see kids? It's fine. It's fine. We're talking about it now. And honestly, whether they're saying, yeah, I have wondered that or no, I haven't. My response, no, I haven't. My answer is going to be the same for this one. Well, 99% of the time, it's not because of back pain. Remember how when we talked about on your first day or second day, and maybe you don't remember, and that's okay, how chiropractic helps the nervous system function immune system, digestion, sleep. Have you noticed that personally, Beth? Like Beth, have you noticed that since you've been starting care, yeah, your low back pain is getting better, but have you noticed 
that you have more clarity? Have you noticed that your digestion's better? Have you noticed that in yourself? And most of the time they're going to go, yeah, go. It helps kids too. Like keeping it simple. Like, yeah, it does. It helps kids too. The third thing that we want you to memorize is, are you open to trying a natural intervention? Okay, now it can stop there. It depends. Or you can say like, are you open to trying a natural intervention first? Are you open to trying a natural intervention before it gets more urgent? So this would be something where you really, you've got a parent in front of you who is telling you, oh my gosh, my kid's just not sleeping. Or, oh, I, I picked up, the doctor recommended gas drops. Or, oh, we got another ear infection. You know, we're doing antibiotics. We might have to do tubes. Like, these are, like, basically, this is the scenario where if we're playing a game of t-ball, the parent has positioned the ball on top of the tee for you, just waiting for you to, <laughs> right, slam it. But I still freeze. I still sometimes freeze in this moment because you're just like, oh my God, pediatric chiropractic. And you just like want to word vomit all over them, but you know, you can't word vomit all over them. So this is just go like, unless they're going, hey, can chiropractic help? They're not even bringing up chiropractic. And you just go, are you open to trying a natural intervention? Now, this may not be before the antibiotic and that's okay. A lot of times a parent might come and you know, like, oh, they're sick. Like, what would you take them in? Yeah, they said they got an ear, another ear infection. Oh, what are they saying is going to happen if they like keep getting ear infections? Oh, they said they get another one. We'll probably have to do tubes. Like, okay, this is a perfect time for you to go like, so are you open to trying a natural intervention so you could avoid tubes? Like, are you open to trying a natural intervention? This is just putting it up there. Now, obviously, they're going to say yes or no. If they say like, yeah, would, are you talking about chiropractic? This is where you use your words and go, yeah, I'm talking about chiropractic. We see lots of kids for chronic ear infections and it, the results are amazing. Like. Or if they're just like, oh yeah, totally. I would totally do a natural intervention. Great. So my recommendation and what we see is that chiropractic gets amazing results with X, okay? If you simply memorize these three things and then do you notice how it comes down? Like if you need, I don't know how your brain works. I was a big flashcard person. so. After you ask this question, it's like going to come down to a yes or a no. Take yourself. What are you going to say if they say yes? What are you going to say if they say no? If you can ask one more question to crack open, crack open their mind into bringing their kid in, it's going to get you a little further than if you go right into like chiropractic. Ask, ask one more question, you know, like see how you can push the envelope with their thinking about their kids' health. Hey, She Slayers. When I first started practice, I thought I needed to dress a certain way for patients to trust me 
and I spent hours trying to design communication and marketing materials that worked. After 12 years of practice, here's a couple things I've learned. One, I don't have to wear dress pants and button-ups for a patient to take me seriously. And two, why recreate the wheel when a design professional has already done all the work for me? Well Aligned offers solutions in both of these categories. They have the coolest and most comfy chiropractic shirts that will showcase your personality, as well as beautifully designed communication and marketing tools to help drive new patients, get more referrals, and gain better retention in your practice. From the best chiropractic apparel to modern patient education materials, Well Aligned has you covered. All She Slayers get 10% off plus free shipping on orders of $75 or more with promo code SHESLAYS. Visit www.wellaligned.com to save. Hey, She Slayers. So many of you connect with my story as a chiropractor because I started all wrong. Years into practice, I had to completely turn it around from being an insurance and pain-based model to a thriving subluxation-based cash practice. I have a lot of ways that that happened, but I am not exaggerating when I say the number one thing I changed was adding CLA's Insight scanning technology. The Insight helped grow our practice from 300 people a week to over 500 a week in the course of one year, purely by showing objective findings and providing reports to patients. So many docs I talk to struggle to communicate the why behind a care plan when the patient's pain goes away in a few visits. They struggle to keep patients after insurance stops paying. They don't know how to explain why a kid benefits from chiropractic care, even though they have no symptoms. They don't do progress exams because what am I going to do to show the patient progress? I am telling you every single thing I just said, my answer to the doc is, are you using insight scanning technology in your clinic yet? Because it's the solution to all of those issues. If you have questions, the staff at CLA is absolutely incredible and will help answer those questions and help implement this big change into your practice. Click the link below in the show notes as She Slays listeners get preferred pricing and hundreds of dollars off their purchase. So when we are talking about objections, all right, so now what? You brought up chiropractic and they are not jumping at the bit of like, oh my gosh, let me get my kid started right now. So here's what I will say. And this goes with all, all like day two ROFs. The true objection you are hearing is rarely what they're saying out loud to you, okay? Now you, in order to actually be fruitful with this, with this conversation, and when I say fruitful, I mean getting the kid under care. You really don't want, you want to say as little as possible and as little that is, or and as more that is necessary. So you're gonna play a little bit of detective I'm saying like, what, okay, they said this. What do I think the actual objection is, okay? So no matter, there's gonna be a hundred different reasons that you will have a parent object to getting their kid under care. It usually comes down to three categories. Lack of knowledge, 
lack of money or lack of time. So lack of knowledge may not even be the person you're talking to. This is, sorry, men, but this is the dad issue. The like, oh, I would love to get them under care. Dad won't let us. Now we don't know that dad's issue is lack of knowledge, okay? Dad made, and I'll, t- I'll kind of tell you how we're going to approach this, but like, we don't really know. Now, somebody may say like the, most of the time money, they're not going to come right out and say, okay, we have, people don't generally like to walk around saying, oh yeah, I would love to get her adjusted, but we just can't afford a second person under care. Okay. So the money one, a lot of times you come to realize after you go like, okay, they're saying they value it. They're saying they could make it here. Mm, Okay. It's money. Okay. So here is the one set. Again, we're asking questions, right? Memorize is the concern that. So let's say that they go, oh yeah, I would love to get him checked. Um, I just don't know how we would get here. Is the concern that you guys have, um, there's so much going on in your life that like bringing them here for another appointment is the problem? Like you're kind of, sounds like you're asking it back, but you are, you kind of are they're going to keep talking, okay? So instead of, hey, have you thought about getting them checked? I would love to, but, and it being, okay, I wasn't, I was so proud of myself as a chiropractor. I didn't freeze. I said, have you thought about getting them checked? But then they turn, then they say no, and you get this hard stop. It's not a hard stop, but you also like, oh, but I don't want to keep pushing. They basically just said no. You just go, oh, okay. Is the concern that they would need, you know, like, let's say, they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I would get him here that often. Be like, oh, is the concern that um, you like you would need to do three times a week? Because that's a big concern for parents in our office. They came in doing three times a week. And so they're crunching numbers and going, and maybe they're out into weekly wellness or even they only come twice a month, right? We have some patients that do every other. In their head, if I'm talking to them about getting their kiddo under care, they're going, I had to come three times a week for three months. I don't have the energy to, I mean, lack of energy should be another one on here. Okay, sub B4, um, lack of time though is really what that, I, I don't have the time or energy to bring my kid three times a week. So I'm just asking, oh, is the concern that um, doing three times a week would just be too taxing on their schedule? And they're gonna then give you more information. They're either gonna say, yeah, yeah, it is. Like, I just, there's no way we could get here three times a week. Oh, well, you know, a lot of kids don't start at three times a week. They go right into wellness care. So you're already coming once a week. Like literally it would, you, they could just come with you to your appointment, especially if they're not super symptomatic. Like just once a week can do a ton for a kiddo. Huh didn't know that. Like you're giving them permission of like, let's see your kid at once a week type of thing. Or, you know, if you say back to them, like, oh, is it that um, you're concerned about getting here three times a week? They're more likely then on the second time to elaborate a little more and go like, 
Yeah, and we're saving for a house. You just be like, oh, okay. Next up. That's understandable. Okay. So is the concern they're going to give you more information? Validate. You're on their side. You are on their side. Like this isn't a like you, you get it. You understand that money is finite, time is finite, energy is finite, all of this. That's understandable. Um, what most parents find is that like their kiddo doesn't need as much care as they did because they're younger and we're getting to the root of issues earlier than in their thirties and forties, like we did with you, Beth. Um, and the way our financials are set up is that it actually gets cheaper and cheaper. The more people that are under care. Now, this is the way that our financials are set up. We do not give a discount for kids. Okay. I, I feel pretty strongly about this. If you need help getting, if you are currently charging less for kids and want more kids in your clinic, charging less is the opposite of what you should be doing. We, that can be a whole nother training at a different time that I promise we will tackle. But um, just saying like, that's understandable. What most parents find when they start getting their kids in is X, Y, Z. You're just going. Now the dad thing. Oh, I would love to, but there's no way that dad would let the kid let him get adjusted oh is dad's concern that like we could hurt the kiddo and guess what you're gonna get you're gonna get more information you're gonna get to the root of like no I don't think it's so much that I think it's just that he thinks the kid is fine and like once you know he starts getting adjusted okay so is dad like dad concerned that you're still getting care you know you're doing wellness care like you can because you can ask oh okay is the concern like you can ask that a second time you know so like you don't have to jump right to that's understandable you can if they don't give you quite as much you can be like oh okay so is the concern that once he starts he's never going to stop getting adjusted yeah yeah I think that like you know I'm like that's understandable that is totally understandable that is a valid concern what a lot of dads are happy to find. So again, mom's already told me she's happy to get adjusted. What a lot of, what I see with a lot of dads who have that same thing is once they start seeing their kid is sleeping better, pooping better, functioning better in school, listening to like instruction better, they have no choice but to accept like that the chiropractic is prob the only thing that's changed and are happy to get the kid checked semi-regularly. Now, granted, is it gonna be weekly? I'm, I'm continuing a little bit. Is it gonna be weekly like you get Beth? Probably not. Like you may find that your kiddo can get adjusted less and still do great. Like I'm, I'm dampening, I'm kind of like putting extra feelers out there of like, just in case they're concerned about like the weekly thing of like, you know, it may not need to be weekly, but I'm entering that. So, we're going to enter some of the questions because this is like a big, you know, there's lots of really good questions that we have here. Um, so please type in the type in the chat box if you have a specific one. Otherwise, if you submitted on Patreon yesterday or on um, social media, I have those questions. And so we'll kind of go through them. Um, but ultimately, I do want you to see that like, it is relatively simple. <laughs> like it, it, most good things really are get them going. 
just get the conversation going, ask more questions, like get them to tell you all of the information that you need. Like a lot of times what happens is we just start talking and then they kind of shut down because what we're talking about isn't really relevant. You know, ah, dad's just not sure. Well, maybe dad loves chiropractic. He got adjusted as a kid, but it's the money. And so you're talking about how like a lot of dads can't see past back pain and blah, blah, blah. And mom's going to shut down because she's like, no, he gets it. It's just money. But they're like, okay, you're kind of like, on, like they don't want to interrupt and things like that. So, you know, really make sure so you can speak directly to the parent about what they're doing. Just ask questions. Okay. So one of the first questions um, is around this idea that I have a handful of dads, um, even dads that are under care. This is from Shayla. Um, that they don't want their kid getting adjusted. She explains the benefits and how gentle it is, but they don't budge. And you can tell mom really wants them under care. So what I would do is I would go back to asking questions and more than likely, more than likely in the dads in this scenario, they don't see the need. So I would just go like, you know, Hey, I know we've talked about getting the kids under care before, and I forget, um, I forget why you, you don't forget, uh, but like, I, I forget exactly, is it because they don't have any like health issues or whatever? Is that like why we don't adjust the kiddos? Um, they're going to go, yeah, you know, they're just, they're healthy and be like, oh, okay. Is the concern that you would be wasting money? by getting them adjusted because they don't have issues? It's a great question. Is the concern that you would be wasting money? And you're gonna see what they say. They're likely gonna come back with something like, yeah, you know, I just don't see, like if there's not any issues, I don't see why we would do anything about it. Now, they're taking a stance and they're not budging and that's okay. You have to realize that sometimes you're planting seeds. And if you've already, you know, like the way you're phrasing this question, it's kind of that you've planted some seeds already, but you've gotten a hard no. So this is where it's like, you're bringing this up again. And, you know, you're just kind of moving the needle a little bit more and trying to go like, okay, well, you know, and you're just continuing this conversation. Like, is the concern that it would be a waste of time or a waste of money. And let's say they go like, yeah, it's that I just don't see what is it, what, okay, what is, where we can conclude. It's a lack of value, right? They're not broke enough to spend money on it. If they were broken enough, I would spend money on it. So this is where I would read the scenario and go like, oh, okay, have you by chance seen our pricing for families? Probably gonna say no. Be like, okay. I get it. I can get where like for you, you know, you're validating. I get it. We were seeing you three times a week. You were paying $45 a piece. I can see where if your kid's not complaining of things that that would be, you know, not worth it. What I can tell you is that most of the time with asymptomatic kiddos, they're coming a lot less. 
And because they're the third, fourth family member, the entire family's amount that they're paying. So like your price would actually lower. That's because this is how it works in our clinic. Um, we're set up that like your price gets lower the more people that are under care. That's illegal in my state. I'm also out of network with insurance. So I get to do that. Um, see, there's all sorts of benefits. So I get to do what I want. So, but you're just going like, is your concern that it would be a waste? And then answering from there. But again, just planting seeds. It's okay. To, but once you start to know like, what is their root of their concern? Doing that. And sometimes dads won't budge. Sometimes moms won't budge. You do not know what's going on at home. For all you know, like they fight about the fact that he goes weekly. And so like, you just don't have all the information. And this is where sometimes you're going to do the most you can. And parents are just going to say, no, we do not see every kid of every parent that we see, but they see kids. We keep that conversation going. And hopefully when that kid does have a need, we're the first one they're going to think about. Uh, next question, how do you promote and help mom wanting teenager to get under care, but the kid is burnt out from going to all doctor's appointments and doesn't want to feel like a test subject. So our, our clinic isn't clinical. Okay. Like you can see from the pictures, we've got colors, you know, I'm very, so here's what I'll say to mom is I will go. I have, so I have a 10 year old and I am very aware of her being talked about and diagnosed. The last thing I want is for your kid, for us, I have done my job wrong. If your kiddo's first appointment makes them feel about everything they're lacking. The nice thing about chiropractic is it's not what you're lacking. It's what you have and everything that you have that's right with you that just isn't being released and fully expressed. So when I am talking about kids, to parents and two kids, the last thing I want is for them to have another doctor telling them what's wrong with them. I approach a kiddo who's had lots of doctor's appointments with what's right with them and how we can get that expressed. That's how you go. And then you make sure that you actually are following through with that in your day one. Um, if you have questions, you know, like really making sure that you're on that day one, you are talking to the mom, to the, the kiddo about like, okay, do you have, like, you know, I might actually talk about innate intelligence. And I usually don't talk about that on day one necessarily. I'll wait till day two, but I might go like, okay, so we use this term and everybody has it. You have it. But I might go into that and really feed into that kiddo feeling like, you know, this is what's good about you. And as a parent, oh my gosh, you just won the heart of the parent if you are going to go about things in that way of like, oh my gosh, you see my kid as wonderful as they are. You see more hope for my kiddo than even I do at this point. Buko bonus box or points. Um, okay, so where's the best place to network and find moms? I have a heavy sports focused practice and trying to break into the family or pediatric niche. So like you have to keep in mind that the reasons why you're wanting to break into this niche um, or niche, I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce it. Um, if it is to increase revenue because you're like, ah, oh, there's this whole market that I'm not seeing, 
I wouldn't recommend wanting. And I don't think that's what you're saying, but like, I just, for anybody who needs to hear this, like if you see dollar signs over like, oh man, I'm seeing mom and dad, but I'm not seeing their kids. I would say you're more likely to have a thriving practice by sticking in the lane you really want to stick in. Um, because if you start muddying the waters, and this is what I see with too many chiropractors is they're like, we do everything. When you do everything, you really speak to no one specifically. So if you love sports focused practice, lean into that. Now, what you could do is kind of combine the worlds a little bit and really start talking about like concussion and sports prevention in children. You can really talk about like, because kids are in sports. So like the next natural, easiest step for you is going to tiptoe over into kids sports and talking about what sports, you don't just have to talk about the physical stress, please. So this is the next aspect of it, of take it even a step further and start talking about the emotional stress that sports have on kids. And what is that? Like, you know, talking about how adrenaline is something that is so helpful on the field, but what happens for a kiddo that's in a lot of sports and has a lot of that adrenaline that really works for them while they're on the field. But then do you notice that that kid struggles in the classroom? Is it maybe because your kiddo's nervous system struggles to turn off that adrenaline pump when it's time to? Like, do you see... Ultimately, what you're going to start doing is you're going to start talking about the nervous system. You're going to start talking about, yes, sports and what that does and what that does to the neurology when you're playing sports. And what does that anxiety before a game, that's good, right? But what happens when the kid can't turn off the anxiety? What happens then? And that's where I would start is just start talking about it. Get in to like, you know, every fall, a lot of times in, um, in August, high schools will have like a parent meeting, reach out now, right now to schools, to each of the sports, be like, Hey, can I get the football coach? Can I get the, this, can I get the, this like, and say like, Hey, do you have like a parent meeting? They usually do. And say like, I would love to talk, come and talk about concussion prevention. Is that something you would, or I would love to come and talk about bonus being an athlete and managing the stress of practices and schools, like see what, you know, just start reaching out to the sports and the coaches and seeing like, Hey, I'd love to come talk, like get your athletes healthier. I'd love to talk about, you know, diet and what, what we should be fueling in the weight room, post-workout, whatever it is. But like, that's where I would go. It's just a natural next one for you. Uh, all right. Kelsey Patreon person says, how do you deal with the pediatrician? I'm going to answer this in a very simple, go listen to episode 141 um, of the podcast. And we have an entire hour long about pediatricians who say chiro care is dangerous. <laughs> no. um, yeah, there's no benefit. Yeah. Go listen to episode 141. Uh, next question, uh, getting people to understand the importance of having all of their children. Yeah, so this is a very similar thing. Again, there's just some times where you don't know what's happening at home. So don't take this personal when you get one kid under care and mom comes, gets the one kid, and then you've got these three other kiddos that are not getting adjusted, but play in your office and they're all excited to come to the chiropractor and they're not. 
Um, so one of the first things of that question that I'll do is I'll like ask mom, like, do they ever get jealous that they don't get adjusted? Like just kind of checking the waters. Um, and if mom's like, yeah, just be like, you know, I know we're seeing Katie three times a week for her headaches, but just so you know, if you ever wanted to get them under care, if they're asymptomatic and we don't have any issues, they could just get adjusted, like, you know, occasionally getting checked regularly with Katie at her appointments and, um, the price goes down because of family member care type of thing. Um, but if you feel like you are entering a brick wall, there is a good chance that one of the parents at home is like, I cannot believe you're taking her to get adjusted. And the only reason they're okay with it, and they just don't have enough information yet. So you just got to keep pouring into it. You don't know what battle is happening at home. Um, okay. I ask if they, oh, this is a good question that I wanted to, that I said we would answer. So I ask if they've ever thought about getting their kids checked. A lot have thought about it, but don't see the urgency. How do I change that? Well, what I would do is when I have someone who says, yeah, I have thought about it. I'd be like, oh, okay. I'm going to ask that question of like, what, what are you most curious to see? And let's say they say something. I'm going to act super curious. I mean, I am. Again, I'm not acting. I love seeing kids get adjusted, but I'll be like, whoa, interesting. That happened when they were howled too. And they're howled now. Interesting. I am very curious to see like what that, how that affected neurology. Like I ask another question of like, why are you curious to get your kid checked? Or why are you thinking about getting your kid checked? And then I lean in of like, interesting. I would love to see their scan. So we use Insight CLA scans and I can go like, oh, I would love to see their scan. Okay, I finish up adjusting and I go, um, hey, I'm gonna walk you to the front desk. Uh, normally we would charge for a new patient appointment, um, but I'm so curious to see the scan. I walk up to the front desk and I'll say to Allison, my front desk for a CA, I'll say like, hey, Allison, um, Sarah here, is gonna have her kid get checked um, because she's got some like constipation issues and I really wanna see that scan. Um, can you get, uh, I don't know what, I don't know this example, what I said the kid's name is. Can, I, can you get her kiddo scheduled? And I go ahead and just waive that exam fee. I'll, I, I, I'll do it for free. I have walked her up to the front desk and made her like, and listen, if Sarah at this point doesn't turn to Allison and go like, oh, yeah, let me get my schedule and figure out if Al if Sarah goes like, I have to talk, I have to talk to dad. Okay, she's not ready yet. And that's okay. That's okay. Okay. But like you just walked her to the front desk and basically created a contract saying, if you sign up right now, it I will save you $85. I will do that for free type of thing. So um, the other question is, uh, it's easier to get an adult because of an x-ray. Uh, I don't x-ray kids. Yeah, this is a big reason that I didn't install x-ray in my clinic um, when I first started. Now you have x-ray, so that's fine. But I would recommend for a relic, I would recommend looking into the Insight CLA scanners. If you are going to talk neurology, you need something that's going to show neurology. And there is nothing better than the Insight scanners. There really isn't, I'm not gonna lie, they're like $14,000. 
um, you will get that back. When I added an insight scanner, our clinic had been around 300 to 350 people a week for a year or two. We jumped to 500 within six to nine months of implementing it. I don't remember, just, I don't know whether it was six or nine. It was less than a year. It will pay for itself, okay? So yeah, do something that shows. You're right, the visual cells. I just did a uh, talk last night to um, a group of students at Northwestern. And one of the things that I recommended for increasing conversion is having a visual. Have a visual, a third-party thing that goes, here's what's going on with your kiddo. That's not you just going, I think the kid needs care. Just trust me. So, um, All right. What do you say to a pregnant person who under care having their newborn baby checked? I've already asked a few questions. So, oh, okay. So uh, what I say to a pregnant woman is, first of all, I talk to my front desk and go like, okay, make sure that one of their appointments, we have a newborn getting adjusted. We have open adjusting. So if you don't have open adjusting, I didn't always have open adjusting. I, um, I'm a weirdo, you know, like back when we didn't have open adjusting, I would sometimes adjust the baby out in the waiting room for the purpose of the pregnant person waiting. Now they wouldn't necessarily know that, but I would go out to the waiting room, sit in the chair, talk to the mom of the pediatric, of the newborn, um, you know, how's it going? How's she eating? Asking all these questions. Now, if you have open adjustment, you don't have to do this in front of the pregnant person. Okay. Oh, she's pooping. Great. You know what? Those adjustments that, and I'm talking to the mom, like, I bet you these adjustments are helping so much. Oh, okay. Let me see her. Let me hold her. Oh, she's so sweet. Oh, you know, and I'm just like cuddling her and I'll be like, mind if I just adjust her here? She's asleep. She's happy or whatever. Um, and I will adjust her there. Now, if I'm back in, oh, and what I will say, you can say to like double down. I'm like, wait, why would I, you can say like, oh, now all of a sudden I'm oh, pregnant person. Have you seen a newborn be adjusted before? And pregnant person is probably going to go, no. And then I turn to the mom and go, do you mind if I just adjust her here so she can see? Like that makes it less weird if you're like, oh, and they're going to go, absolutely. I don't care. Um, if you're in open adjusting, you can just and now what I might do is I might actually call out I'll be like hey so-and-so I'm about to adjust uh, have you seen a newborn like do you want do you want to watch and they'll go like oh, is that okay and like, absolutely um so that's one of the first things you want to do and then you know as you're getting closer you know 36-ish weeks is really we we give like a present um that has like evening primrose oil some raspberry leaf tea and then a onesie that says like well-adjusted or something, locally adjusted, that's what it says on there. Um, and we give that, and inside is a card that talks about basically my mission in life is to make sure that every newborn gets checked as soon as possible to help with growth and development. And that's why in our clinic, all moms that are under care during their pregnancy, baby gets a free scan and free first adjustment as long as it's scheduled within three weeks. That's what we do. Now I'm not, like I told you already, I'm not network with insurance. So I don't have to worry about those rules, but like, that's, that's what we do. And if mom and dad don't want to take up on a free adjustment and scan, all right, sorry. You know, then I just keep, you know, talking to them. Um, how to communicate the importance of continued care after resolving the issue. If you are not talking about nervous system, then as soon as the symptom goes away, the kid will go away. This is a big thing from day one, talking about the fact that colic is a symptom. 
And colic, if we do nothing, will go away. But without getting to the root of why is this symptom showing up, what kind of dysfunction is happening in the nervous system that we're seeing it present this way, colic will go away, but then we will see constipation. And then we will see this. And talking about the nervous system from the get-go. If you, I thought that I didn't have a symptom-based clinic because I was talking about things like ear infections and colic and constipation. But if you make it about ear infections, as soon as you fix the ear infections, the kid will be gone. And the parents will sing your praises. They'll think you're the greatest thing ever because you fix their kid. Talk about nervous system and milestones and development. Um, okay, so let's see. I had two more, two more questions. Um, objection that the kid will be scared. I go like, yeah, have you ever seen? you ever seen a kiddo be adjusted by our clinic? And most of the time they haven't. If they're scared about it hurting, um, I'll go, is your concern because your adjustments have hurt? Yeah, there's sometimes like, yeah, that's understandable. And unfortunately that's what happens when you have scar tissue that's built up and degeneration over decades that we kind of have to bust through. Kiddos don't have scar tissue. They don't have that yet. And so their adjustments are super gentle and don't hurt. Um, you know, so we're saying that, and then I'll say, like, have you seen a kiddo be adjusted before? No. Oh, well here we have a video on our Facebook of a baby being adjusted or like, Oh, okay. Well, we'll have to make sure that one of your future appointments, there is a kid. It's not hard to find a kid around here. You know, like a joke and like, you can see it get adjusted and you'll see that kids love getting adjusted around here. Um, getting to them to understand the why that kind of goes back to the, you got to be talking about the nervous system. The why is about, you know, just saying, oh, we prevent issues. You have to insert yourself because every parent is going to say they want to prevent issues. You have to, in order to figure out how to address the why to them, you have to get to the, like, what is the root of why they haven't started care yet? Getting to the root of the parents, a main hurdle and objection will frame how you approach. Because every single parent's going to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that prevention is great, but I don't want to pay for it. Or like, but I'm worried it's going to hurt. But this, there's always going to be another but. Um, and so getting, asking those questions. So thank you. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. Hey, 